0: Hello, it's Amy Booth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for John Williams this morning. Thanks for being with us today. You're Hello on 720 WGN.
1: Super exciting. It's super exciting. It's a beautiful day. It is
0: really gorgeous outside. It's and not too cold. It's no. kinda crisp but nice.
1: It's crisp. And we're here in the uh in the studio on Michigan Avenue and uh we're doing it's like fashion fashion
0: uh saturday well i have long said that right here in the all showcase studio is the greatest place in the entire city of chicago for people watching and weather watching i mean
1: this woman has a fabulous purple coat on
0: it's fabulous oh yeah she does that's a fabulous purple coat ma'am that's yeah, beautiful it's a great purple coat
1: <laughs> and pink and pink gloves to match those lovely yeah oh, she's
0: she's she was happy she's we... rocking that
1: yeah anyway so this is a great i mean i gotta tell you there's some well-dressed
0: folks around here it's true it's true it's true but when it's super super cold everybody's got so much bundling yeah, happening it, and everybody looks unhappy but everyone's yeah. like it's good i've just got my styling coat yeah it's good it's manageable Jen b okay yes yesterday i was on with Rex hupke yes and i don't know if you saw this on my instagram but there was a man that showed up and all of a sudden rex's face is like looking out the window like oh my god what's happening and i look over to the side and there's a man out there with a sign that says "Guth for president <gasps> it was awesome wait that
1: is amazing. So I'd like to announce my candidacy. Okay, I'm, I'll <laughs> vote for
0: you. I've already got two people that have thrown their head in. Like, right away, my friend Nikki was like, I'll be your Biden. <laughs> oh, I'll be your, uh, I don't know. Whoever. I don't know. Secret Service. I mean, it, I think it's all the rage now to also, no, you're not doing Secret Service. I'd be like, hello. <laughs> Amy, Amy Gooth will talk to you in just one second. I'm here to sweep the
1: area for <laughs> anything dangerous. Are you Are you dangerous? <laughs> great he <laughs> said, said he wasn't we're good i trust you yeah that wouldn't go well my secret service stint would
0: last about two seconds but i think mean, that that sign that what a wonderful it was nice. thing it was really fun oh. i don't know who the man was but like thanks to that guy thank you yeah and then he he brought the sign to security oh and my producer went out and got i mean i was on the air i couldn't get yeah. it. so my producer went out and got it and and i have it back in the office Oh good for president. <laughs> that's how it all started. And he put a smiley on there. That's nice. So that's good. So that's uh-huh. going to be my campaign. That's fantastic. Smileys. If
1: you, if anyone wants to come down and uh, make a sign that says Jen Bosworth for Chief of Security, <laughs> I'll be happy to see that sign. <laughs> Chief of security for gooth I mean, it's kind of a
0: big sign.
1: But if you want to, come down and show us. I mean,
0: Secretary of State. There's, eh. How about ambassador to somewhere cool and beautiful? I don't like to fly. Do oh, I, right. Does that involve flying? Definitely involves okay, flying. No. no. Unless wow. it's like the ambassador to Gary. DeKalb. Or, yeah, somewhere close by you can drive to.
1: Indiana perfect perfect anyway, that is a lovely anyway, story that was really fun that's beautiful that was, fun. that was
0: yesterday that was yesterday afternoon yeah so shout out to day Becca. after day after thanksgiving yeah how was your thanksgiving you know it was really lovely when, when we last met it was, it was in the middle two in the morning and it was thanksgiving and day it had just become
1: thanksgiving so i went home got a little shut eye and then i went to uh uh fort atkinson wisconsin which is near madison but not quite there oh, okay and,
0: how long drive is that like three four hours well here's the story when you're driving it's two With no, no,
1: no, Miles drove. My husband. So it was like six hours. It was
0: about seven and a half
1: hours. (laughs) We stopped. I'm not kidding you. We stopped. It's a two-hour drive. We stopped three times. Miles cannot drive longer than he's like my my butt cheek is just really (laughs) acting up, and so He's not a sit still man. He's not, and he's also he gets he gets tired after about twenty minutes. Oh boy! And at some point, I was like, Miles. I can run faster than we're going (laughs) on 94 or 90. And so it, it was lovely. It just took us a while to get there. Once we got there, lovely. Yeah. Super, super low key. I brought an appetizer and some beverages and it was traditional. And there was only, uh, what, seven of us and family friends. I didn't have to do much and it was delicious. And there were twin boys there. And usually it's, um, with my family, there's a lot of uh, my sister has three kids, and so it's it it can be a big production with extended family and their kids. But this was quiet and nice. and we did something. We did a no phone night, so no okay. one could get on their screens. Okay, we it didn't even happen on purpose. We were just like
0: no phones. Just don't do that. Yeah, um, my I was talking about this yesterday on the show. My a uh, friend of mine, she was so nervous about you know, topics that could come up. Oh, this is a big her, one. This and year. she was hosting. So she was like, my house, my rules. Wow. I don't want any of this crap happening. No one's fighting at my table. We can discuss, but if you can't handle discussion, you're out. So she put a little tiny white marker board up in her dining room by the little buffet cabinet. And if a topic came up and, sh- and anybody like seemed uncomfortable, she would go, stop. How do we all feel about this topic? And if like, if hands went up, that yes. meant it's out, it's on the board and we can't talk about that.
1: So anything that was non-discussable,
0: yeah, went on the <laughs> went board. on the
1: board. Put it on the board.
0: Wow. And 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 so she was like, I felt like kind of a jerk for censoring people, but also like my house, my Thanksgiving.
1: You see, that's the thing. Like, uh, it's hard when you don't know too that in the spur of the moment, like someone, if you have like a. Uh, 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 what is it a dark horse I don't know someone who, an outlier who you don't know
0: very well and you're like this person could go either way or in my family like I think I'm that person okay I think well I don't know I think my brother and I are both kind of like sort of the um because my parents wild are, card that's what I'm looking re- for yes because my parents are so reluctant to discuss anything okay like they would rather jump off this building than make anyone in the world even slightly uncomfortable I, I tend towards that so they will go to unbelievable links to avoid making people uncomfortable and my brother and I are like let's get to it let's talk about the things yes and then have some real talk and so that is disastrous which is probably why I was gonna say the four of us have not been together for Thanksgiving <laughs> in like 22 years
1: yeah I mean this year especially people were I, I heard a lot of people talking about what what to do if if these things come yeah. up yeah these the politics particularly sure sure I mean that's the thing and I was with a people that all felt the same way so I and I knew that so did it even come up nope no yeah it it, it wasn't it was a non-issue because we all knew where we stood Mm -hmm. and there was no um there was no question about it um we did talk a little politics but it was mostly like what can we do to to solve these problems Uh versus your
0: point is wrong sure <laughs> let's I mean, talk about where, how you're super wrong right mirror, and i'm but, right right <laughs> right i mean that's basically what it comes down to um well you know i was thinking about this and i mean a, a thing that i do and employ in my life anyway and i i've tried to i've challenged myself just in the last couple of months to be even better about this just because of the political dialogue um or lack thereof or right. whatever is i try not to say the word you mm. in any kind of conversation i'll just say i
1: it's so much better.
0: Which is the opposite of what we're trained to think that like, if you say I, you're not being polite, like make it about the other person. Oh, but I think right. that makes people defensive.
1: Uh, I Yes, because you're being told what you think, what right. you feel,
0: what you or, believe. Or put, or, or like judgment is put on what you've just said. Right. So, right. So so I tend to just kind of say, I like if someone says, I think X, Y, Z should happen. I'll say, I won't even say yes or no. I'll say, I believe da, 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 da. Right. It's just and, a statement. And then just let it sit. I don't say...
1: Don't so, you agree? So
0: therefore, your thing is wrong. Right. I don't even necessarily point out that our things are in conflict. I just let it sit and just see what happens. Oh, my gosh. I would
1: lose my mind. You you are very good at that. I am tend towards your parents where it's like, I'm getting better, but I, I don't want anyone to be mad. That's not a good thing. That's called codependence, and I'm working on that. <laughs> People will not necessarily get mad because you bring stuff up. It depends on how you land it. No, a lot of it is my irrational belief that oh. nobody can handle anything.
0: <laughs> oh well, <laughs> tell you how I grew up few people can to right. be fair most people cannot yeah. anyway we're gonna take a little break amy guth and jen bosworth in for john williams back in just a bit here on 720 wgn 720 wgn hello there it's amy guth and jen bosworth in for john williams this morning you can't not dance to that you song, can. I, can't I, I was dancing i know i was doing my or little, little dance. chair <laughs>
1: my little chair as dance. much as you can
0: dance sitting in it's a like desk chair yoga chair. i do that uh, as well <laughs> sort of <laughs> i like chair yoga Oh, well, any yoga is good by me. They
1: have that on a uh, public access television.
0: Oh, I have totally come yeah. across that show. I'm like, why are they trying to? Okay.
1: Yeah. My hey.
0: chair yoga turns into sleep. Just <laughs> chair sleeping. <laughs>
1: So that's not good.
0: <laughs> there is a. There are many uh, yoga teachers on Instagram that I like to follow because oh. sometimes they'll get creative with the pose or do a variation that will do something beneficial that I think is interesting. Is it? Is it videos or? No, it's just. It's like a. It's just a photo. Yeah. Okay. I guess the thing to do is you set a camera to take a photo every like five seconds, and you just do oh. your yoga in the morning, and then you post something that looks good. Not me. I just have a tiny little tripod. And it's great. Because I, I do like yoga challenges on Instagram a lot. Like I'm just finishing yep. one. Um, and I'll just set a tripod or get a friend like you to go, hey, take this picture. I'm going to do something you guys, crazy. guys
1: pretty, pretty amazing photos if you go to uh, Guth's Instagram.
0: What is it? Is it just here? Your- yeah, it's just Amy Guth, G-U-T-H. On and you're uh, verified, aren't you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. I I don't know if I'm on Instagram. Now,
1: what is being verified? You get a little blue check by your name.
0: Well, there's a controversy right now on Twitter about it because it used to mean we recognize your um, awesomeness. Yeah. No, it used to be. it, It used to not be about like recognizing you being valuable and more about like protecting your identity. So, a lot of journalists got verified because it was like you're probably at a higher risk of getting your account hacked. Oh. You're willing to prove that you are who you say you are in in addition, you know, in return for this extra security. So, like, you have to share some documents with them.
1: Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Like, I had to prove. Back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Now what? Back in the day. It's just if you're a celebrity.
0: Um, or like well-known? Still journalists will get it, you know, if, okay. if you have some visibility or uh, celebrity or I celebrity thought it had to do sports. with how many
1: friends you had.
0: No, no, no. There's some verified accounts with like very low follower counts on well, them. I, I want to be verified. Um, and then for a while, they kind of opened the submission process a little. You could, you could apply Should sort be. of if you knew how to do it, you know, if it was sort of like passcode information. They do that do with Twitter as well. That's for Twitter. Oh. Yeah. and then And then the Twitter controversy oh, is it. like yeah. some people... Who, um, like the guy that was, the like white supremacy dude who was who was one of the organizers in Charlottesville, got verified and and Instagram or uh, Twitter kind of lost its mind, of just kind of like, well, wait a minute, why are you going to verify this guy? Right. And, and they were kind of like, well, free speech versus hate speech. And it, like this big debate I think erupted. I remember this. Yep. So they've suspended verified accounts right now. Like nobody can get verified that's not verified right now. Wow. Because they're sorting it out. They're like, we need to, you're right. We need to rethink this. They're figuring this. it out. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah, because they're like, you're right. It did kind of become co-opted into a thing about being important or not or whatever. Well,
1: that's what I thought. I mean, my I thought, oh, well, you have to be famous. <laughs> no, I'm not famous. Yes, you are. Not really. If someone showed up with a goof for president sign and okay, you're trying to enough. tell me that you're not famous, <laughs> someone you didn't know, it wasn't fair even enough. like, it, for me, it would be like Miles, my husband, with <laughs> a sign saying, uh, Gen, Gen B is the best. You know? Oh. What does that say? Oh, our esteemed producer Camille has a sign that says, Bosworth for uh, chief of security. <laughs> Oh, see? this is the best. Don't throw that out. I need some out. tape. Oh, <laughs> I need to hang it up. It's okay, we well can we'll get that on a tape. break. But <laughs> here's the thing: I want to take that home with me, and I'll just put it um, so
0: I can see it, so I know that I'm your chief of security, so I don't forget. And we'll get a picture of my sign and yours and put it, and that's like now we have campaign collateral. Yes, we do. <laughs> put it on eBay. <laughs> Good time. Hi, nice people outside. Hi, nice people out. Wow, it's, a, it's a gaggle. It is a gaggle of people outside. Um, so we were talking about holiday yes. stuff. Yes, and you know, I think we got to go to break here in a little bit, but okay. I want to. I want to talk about this because I think that generally speaking, in, in many many houses, most of the holiday prep tends to fall on women. Agreed. You know, in most houses. Yep. I mean, I kind of love that stuff. I love to cook. Like it's very relaxing for me, and that's very chill. But I know it's very stressful for a lot of people. For me, yes, Uh, you have mentioned it is very stressful to you, and and so I I think about that. Like, wouldn't it make sense that the person who's the most chill about it in the house and enjoys it the most do that? But I, it's not. I, it's complicated. It gets complicated. There are roles, but I
1: think that would be ideal because then people would be happy. instead yeah. of completely stressed out and you know I, I i've had some experiences where i have not enjoyed my holiday because right. i am too busy trying to and that goes back to what i was saying about people pleasing it really does okay. about my um wanting everyone to be happy and here's the the big news flash that is never going to happen because oh no. i have no control over other people which is correct. shocking correct which is shocking breaking news you have no control That's over other people. Right.
0: Breaking news. Yeah. Gen B cannot control the world. So in your house growing up, what was like the oh, Thanksgiving tradition?
1: My mother would do everything and be angry and resentful the whole time. Oh, really? It would start a couple weeks before a holiday. Could be Christmas, could be Thanksgiving. And she would get angry and throw things around like the oh. the Christmas decorations. She would swear profusely and just be miserable. But she would do it. Mm. So there's this
0: martyr thing that would I go see. on. I see. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, that happens in a lot of houses. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So I inherited a little bit of that. Okay. Mixed with my father who did nothing. <laughs> so there's a part of me that wants to do nothing. And then there's another part of me that's like, I have to do everything. It's extremes. I do not have a Zen-like approach to this sort of thing. Hmm. It does not, which is sad. Which is also something I need to work on. And that's why Thanksgiving was lovely. I really did nothing except. We just got to enjoy it. Buy a cheese log.
0: <laughs> buy a cheese log? Yeah, I bought a cheese well, log. I don't even know what a cheese log is. From this is the like the rolled store. in pecan yeah, it situation. Was, no, no.
1: That's delicious. Yeah. That's like a, a cheddar cheese yeah. of mercs or whatever. This was, a, no, this was a, a goat cheese. Oh, those are good. Surrounded by cranberry. I like a good goat cheese. I do too. Who doesn't? I'm sure somebody, yeah, but well, nobody that we know. They aren't going to be in our campaign trail. <laughs> in our presidential. They campaign. can't go on our trail. <laughs> well, that that was weird. But
0: the, see, y- for me in my house, um, like my because my dad was in the restaurant business, right. it was like a fun and special work day because he was always working. We always lived kind of next door to the restaurant. Okay, but it was always fun and it was fancy, and the restaurant was all decorated. <sighs> And so it was kind of fun. And then, and it was all just kind of like all hands on deck. So until I was about. Did you of, work? Well, until the- I was. When I was a kid, it yeah. was just kind of like fun to see. Right. Or I'd like sit in the chef's office and just watch all the activity. Watch all the activity. And it was so fun and interesting. And everybody seemed kind of festive. And then when I got old enough to work, um, in that particular state, you could be 14 and have a job. So it was like the day after my 14th birthday, you—that's how I was here. When you have a job 16, now. Yep. So it was like then I got to go and bus tables and help and and kind of you know and you would wear the Actually, uniform. Actually, that kind of cool. sounds fun. So it was really fun. So maybe that's why I think that kind of stuff is fun. I need and, more
1: fun in my life. Talk about that oh, later. we all do.
0: But yeah, sure. But but I think so. Like we would have a family meal later, but, but it was not
1: a huge no deal. You said that the other. You said the other night it wasn't like you would like have a low-key situation. Definitely low-key. Which is
0: great. Definitely low-key. And it would be like, here's some stuff from the restaurant. And then maybe there would be something we cooked extra. But then it would just be like low-key the four of us. That's awesome. Easy peasy stuff. Easy peasy. It's all about that, really. Okay, Amy Guth, Jen Bosworth, in for John Williams. We're going to take a little break, get you to news, all that good stuff. Back in just a bit here on seven twenty WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hey there, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for John Williams this morning. Thanks for being with us. Always grateful to you for sharing part of your Saturday with us. It's
1: a beautiful Saturday.
0: It is, and it's it's a chill one because it's right after the Thanksgiving holiday, and everybody's kind of. I mean, it was real busy out here yesterday. There was Was both. uh, There was a protest, and there was also just a lot of people out shopping but not that many people
1: like it wasn't it wasn't you know i think a lot of people um this my friend at starbucks who works here was telling me that they are a lot of people were protesting starbucks black friday oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. a lot of people were like just no stay home I'm i mean you it. didn't i think gosh i didn't hear the stories about people being trampled
0: I know because normally that's kind of the lead story is where really... people get killed because a and door fighting falls p- open in a Walmart or pushing
1: people over for a flat yeah. screen TV. I don't you know. know. It doesn't seem worth it to me. No,
0: none of it does. It's a It's an object. It's an item. We can't take any of this crap with us. No, we really can't. We can't. We might as well like use if we have money to help other people. We should. Yep. And I cannot imagine any deal on any product ever that would make me. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Let's think. Is there anything I would look?
1: If there was a a shortage of lavender oil, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. If essential oils, yeah. there's just a couple left. Nah, I wouldn't yeah. even do that. No, but even then, I'd no. be
1: like, whatever. No, I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna grow my own lavender. Right. But there, you know, people like things. People like things. I mean, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So we're ta- we were talking about self care a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and a little bit about. Um, like how to handle how to handle the stuff. stress of this time of year cuz for for different reasons it can be stressful in different ways cuz i think travel is very stressful for some people crowds are very stressful money it brings up money, money issues is a
1: huge one i mean it, it's people go into debt on credit cards during this time of year yeah they I, someone uh, was saying that they read something about it was um the average is $10,000 what no yeah
0: for no. kids,
1: for family stuff, yeah. There is
0: no way ten thousand. It was something
1: crazy. Get out of here. I could. That we got no way.
0: Maybe
1: ten thousand dollars. Maybe it was five thousand. It was something crazy. Like a thousand, maybe. No, because some people spend a thousand on each kid. What? Yeah. Where have you been, Goof? This, this is over here a celebrating new era. Hanukkah like oh, a yeah. chump. That's apparently, true. well, <laughs> that's true. I'm not spending a thousand on anybody. I gotta tell you,
0: I'm, I can't do it. No, I know. So credit card debt. So that's stressful. Even, I mean. And also, like debt is relative, or debt, like expensive is relative. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, oh sure, so fifty for bucks people, could be really hard to come. That up is somebody, so true. And five hundred. I, could I be.
1: mean, I just yeah, nothing is worth for me. You know, go. I mean, again, I like to uh, people to be happy, and I'm I, I love giving gifts, but I've changed my sort of thinking on um what giving means. Sure. And so. While it's nice to give an expensive gift once in a while that I know someone will love, it doesn't have to be the norm for every a price tag doesn't you know have to be. For I feel every like gift. people have
0: enough stuff yeah. in their lives. Most people, so I like to give gifts that make a difference or that's use upable. Yeah, right.
1: You know what? I, I as I get older, I'm like, I need a vacuum. If you, if, you know, to my sister and her her family, I'm like, if you want to get me anything, give me a vacuum. They're not the cheapest, you know, no. they're not inexpensive and they will make my house better, which will make me feel better. So please,
0: last year it was a dust buster. Now it's just getting bigger. It is getting bigger. Like, I am Next growing. year you're going to want a shop vac or a something. A shop vac. <laughs> next year I want a shop vac. A wet shop vac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. in case there's any water flooding. Spilling happening. You got sh- it covered. Yeah. Right. I don't even own a vacuum, but I don't, I only have a couple of little area rugs. I just sweep them.
1: (laughs) You sweep the rug. Yeah. Does it work?
0: Yeah. Not if you have a
1: shag carpet. If you do it vigorously, (laughs) it's a workout. It's a workout. So I I get you. But yeah, it is. It can be very stressful this time of year, and for different, like you said, for different reasons. Yeah. Family, a lot of, if there's family strife, if there's, if you have a history of depression and and somehow it gets triggered over the holidays, if you've lost a loved one over the holidays and that the anniversary for me, it's hard because I lost my parents and
0: that gets triggered. Wait, the anniversary of that is that? No, this year? but yeah, for my mom. Okay. Yeah.
1: So my dad, it was spring, but my mom was um, right before Thanksgiving. And so.
0: I, I have, think even being, even if the, the anniversary doesn't fall then, I think it's still kind of like, it's, oh, it's, because I'm thinking of so-and-so this time of year. Yes, or and be,
1: because as, as miserable in some ways as my mother was over, the, about the holidays, we still laughed and yeah. we listened to weird music and we would make fun of, you know, like ourselves and how we love to hate the holidays. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's stressful for a lot of reasons. And I think you brought up a good point about women and the holidays where...
0: We tend to take on. We just do. Yeah. We yeah. just do.
1: We yeah. tend to take on a lot, and um, I think it, generally in life. Well, right, and and then for for me anyway, and noticing in my family, we tend, at least I do, not to ask for help. Oh. That is the big thing too. It's like asking for help is. It's not so much weak for me, but it's like, I will burden, I should, should, the should happens. I should all over myself. which is. I love that.
0: Yeah. I
1: should all over myself and say, that was should, should, and, and say, and say, I should be able to handle this on my own. And here's the thing. Newsflash, another
0: newsflash. Yeah. Nobody can handle everything. Nobody can do everything. No, it's not possible. I have a friend that I what's her expression? She says, I can do anything, but I can't do everything. Right. Which is a key distinction there. Yeah. Like I I can do it all, but I can't do everything at the same time. So so yeah. But I think here's the thing with all these the the pace of it sometimes gets us like there's not really I, I know a lot of people are already already. I talked to a friend of mine yesterday and she said, Well, I'm oh I'm stressed out and my shoulder's killing me. You know what? I'll deal with it in the new year. I'm like, what? That's a month away. <laughs>
1: and it's a, it's a long time to go yeah. being stressed out. I mean, it's not good for us. And the way it manifests for me is um, migraine headaches, unfortunately.
0: Those are the words. I used to get very bad migraines, and they that's debilitating. Like, you can't do anything People else.
1: People think, oh, it's just a headache. It'll power pass. through. Mm-mm. No, no, no. And I've tried. And yesterday I had one. And luckily for me, there have been things that worked. But when I'm without them or, or my self you had a migraine yesterday? Yeah, it was really bad.
0: Uh, It was really bad. Are yours like you got to sleep them off?
1: Mine is like this. I have to sit still in one place in the dark Mm -hmm. and try not to get sick to my stomach. Yeah. Or I do get sick to my stomach. Try not to have to, you know. You know, do anything about it. Right. And I have to just quiet. And I visualize the capillaries in my head shutting down because that's when they dilate that's when you get a migraine oh I thought it was the opposite no no okay. you want them to sh- close they're too open so you want them to close so I I have to do all this stuff and take medicine and stop what I'm doing but I tried yesterday to power through power mm-hmm. through I had things to do we were traveling back and it was a mistake and I thought to myself wow this is my body's way of saying stop
0: yeah 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 sit down <laughs> Absolutely, and I think the older that, at least for me, the older I get, the more my body is better at regulating that and making me just go stop, sit down. Because now, if I don't like, if I'm, I, I, people always laugh when they hear this, but I'm really an introvert at the end of the day, and and that doesn't mean shy. Right, that's what people think that means. It doesn't mean shy. I'm not. A, there's means not you a need shy alone bone. Alone
1: time to recharge. That's
0: right. It means my a battery lot. gets depleted when I'm out being social. Right weirdly radio doesn't feel social to me because it's just you and I are just sitting here having a conversation conversation, we're just talking so that doesn't feel depleting but if I'm like out and going to an event like last week or week before last I went I had to go to four events and they were all really fun and they were great but at the end of the day I was like I have a sore throat I I need to sleep for three days I'm so like I was just really to recharge in a big way and even just like the mental energy to respond to an email seemed like too much
1: that's how you know. That's
0: how I know that I'm just like, nope, you got to, you got to chill, gooth you Agreed.
1: know? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You got, I think listening to our bodies and, um, and listening to when we want, you know,
0: when we need something and saying, I need help and I need, how, okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. How can we help people, but especially women, be better about that? How can question. we as women help other women? Because I think, I don't mean you and I, I mean no, no, all no, women. Right. Because I think that is a thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I know it's, I don't, and I'm like you, sometimes it's hard for me to ask for help because I don't want to be a pain in the butt. Right, I don't want to be a burden. It's not that I feel like, oh, I can't do it all. It's like, I just don't want to bother anybody.
1: Right, and there for me, there's another part that's like, if you want something done right, do it yourself. That's my mom's, was
0: my mom's motto. I used to think that, but now I'm like, I wouldn't it's ask. changing for I me. wouldn't ask somebody if I thought they would screw it up. Right. You know I think I mean? you, that is a better way of looking at it. Just don't be it. friends with incompetent people. Well, that's a whole other, <laughs> that's, that's a whole to. other, cut cut those people right out of your life. Just get rid You of are them. real bad at this. We can't be friends anymore. Yeah, yeah right. So, I mean, you know, you, you wouldn't ask, uh, you know, you would ask a more detailed person to do, I need help with setting this table. Well, I think that's what,
1: I think specificity is important. So like if I feel stressed out about a certain thing, let's say a party, if I call you who I know is going to be more meditative about the whole process. Oh, I'd be
0: excited. Well, that's great.
1: Yeah. So it's actually fun for you. Oh yeah. Then I know, but it's like knowing what specific help to get. Sometimes I get to the point where I'm so overwhelmed and then I get a migraine.
0: Yeah. And then. But you said you take a you you take something for migraine. I do, and
1: it helps, but it doesn't always um, help completely. See, those made
0: me sicker. When, I haven't had a migraine knock in like two years. Oh, that's wonderful. I found a... I mean, I, I knew nothing about acupuncture, but I was really desperate because migraine medication it, made me sicker. You can't. And, and you I,
1: can't deal with the pain.
0: No, I was getting them about like twice a year. Yeah. And it would take three or four days to yeah. get over one because my head would be sore and my neck and sure? shoulders. It would be painful yeah. for a couple of days. Um, that's why I asked with surprise. You had one yesterday because you seem okay. It's because right of now. the medication works okay. for me.
1: Okay, I'm groggy, but I'm fine. I still want to be the. <laughs> Please don't make this think- eliminate me from being chief of security. It will not. My medical problems. <laughs> I will not
0: at all eliminate you from being chief of security in the Gooth administration. I'm still iffy on that because I don't think I want that job. But hey, whatever. Wow. So far, people are volunteering. I've got a good. I got a good team. i so team. far. <laughs> Come on. Because I know, unlike other presidents, I know that if you have a knowledge gap, you just fill it in with people who don't have that gap. Exactly. Anyway, we're not going political today. Okay. Amy Guth, Jen Bosworth, in for John Williams, back in just a bit here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hey there, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We are dancing very much to this song. It is a fine song. It's a fine song. I love this song. Good job, Camille. Yay, esteemed producer. Esteemed producer, Camille. I got that from you. I
1: don't saying saying. esteemed producer. producer
0: um we were talking before the break about migraines yeah. particularly like this time of year well here's the thing migraines are weird and a lot of things can trigger them i often um like i haven't really had one in two years a full-blown one in about two years but i can still there's that feeling yes migraine suffers you yes. know what i'm talking about it's a thing back in your head you go yes oh no there it is it's
1: like for me it's a little burning and it's a little
0: dull pain it's a double it pain gets, in the middle of your brain you, and you go oh my last god!" last
1: night it felt like someone was taking a screwdriver Oof. at odd intervals and jamming it into my head it was horrible doesn't sound good no so what i what i know to do now is usually if i take the medicine before when i feel that little feeling yeah it works the medicine makes me weirded out and it's hard it's it, it's spaced out okay Um, A little sweaty. It's not the best, but it's better than the screwdriver in the head.
0: I think most things are. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, And um, so I know how to deal with them. But the thing is, a lot of people, I was reading this, three out of four migraine sufferers are women. And 26 million people describe themselves as migraine sufferers in this country. 26 million. That's a ton of people. That's a lot of people. And so we've got a problem. I mean, that's, and a lot of times they think it's- Do we think that number's going
0: up? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because our lives are stressful. And they're getting more stressful. There's a lot of pressure on lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are food-based. Mine is mozzarella. They do say certain cheeses. and yeah. some, some people it's mozzarella. Some it's blue cheese. Yeah. I know someone has a blue cheese, but mozzarella is fine for her. Blue cheese is fine in moderate. Yeah. Like if I were to sit down and eat a whole thing of blue cheese. Well, that's I'd probably, weird in itself. I probably regret that on several levels, but yeah. that would be migraine triggering for me. But mozzarella, it takes very little. So no pizza?
1: No. You're not a pizza person.
0: Well, I can... There are places... Goat cheese. Uh, yeah, goat cheese. Pizza. What, I think the best substitute is... I'll just ask for it with provolone instead of mozzarella.
1: Oh, they can do that? Yeah. Hey, look at that. Some places. Oh, some people okay. will go,
0: we don't do that. Mozzarella goes on pizza. Like okay. if they're really wow. purists. You're like, it. I will die of a headache. So great. Forget it. But even if like, if I were to get a pizza with mozzarella, pull the cheese off and eat just the crust, I would still get a migraine. Yeah, so you're not it's a string very, cheese lover. No, but I think it looks really neat when you guys eat it. <laughs> you guys. Meaning so all for of me, the rest of you in the For me, if I
1: don't eat in the morning, um, then I'm more prone. Like I have to have something in the morning. And if I don't drink enough water yeah. and sh- too much sugar. I mean, there's so many oh, things. Yeah, water is a big one for me. If, if I I'm... ever try to go off caffeine, oh my gosh. The withdrawal is migraine city. Mm-hmm. So I need caffeine. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And if I don't... My medicine works. If I don't travel with my medicine, it's bad. Because mm-hmm. then it's I'm in yeah. bed. Yeah,
0: I have one little pill that'll kind of take the edge off yeah. if I grab it early. But if I don't forget it, it doesn't work. And, and you it makes said me the medicine sick.
1: makes you sick to yeah. your stomach. Yeah. yeah,
0: even like Excedrin migraine makes me real sick. So you're... I'm worse off with that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it's so funny we got to know we have to know our bodies because everyone's not the same but the, here's the thing i was reading that you know majority of women do not seek any medical attention well there's for many a, things, there, but also there's a for good reason, headaches. because
0: we're told it's yeah it's in our heads yeah no pun intended right like we're told it's probably pms you're like well that's not this week but also even if it is even if it is it's still a, a real thing, thing. Right,
1: right. so it's like taking our
0: pain seriously
1: and 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 advocating for ourselves even when other people don't take it seriously. Yeah. So
0: I've had these since I was 5. Me too. I was oh in the first gosh. grade when I had the first one. Me too. One. Mm-hmm. I was in the first grade. I remember it very very clearly because I had been to a um I had been to a party and they had uh, mozzarella. they had pizza. They had chocolate cake. Oh my. And gosh. like it's in a lot of Different preparations of chocolate. This particular triggering enzyme is in there. I had no idea. It's in. Um, it's in some red wines. If it's oh, been sitting, I, there's so no like way. So, like the silt, you know, yes. the sediment at the bottom. Yes. Like the older vintage wines, like those will do it. Sometimes, um, sometimes cooked salmon will will have really? it. Um. So. So I had been to this party, a friend's house, and we had pizza and chocolate cake, and I got really, really sick at home, and my parents didn't know what in the heck. That was my dad gets migraines, but they present in a very different way. Sure. So he didn't. They, I mean, they took me to the emergency room. They, they, I got a like X-rays yeah. and CAT scan. They, they thought I had like a brain tumor. MRI, right? Yeah. Um, they did all this stuff, and then finally they were just like, "This may be a migraine. You know, you need to check this out." And and so we started like a food allergy thing. Or no, like... the food allergy part didn't come along until I was an adult, okay. and I started going. I need to figure this out. I can't just sure have these hijacking my life. So yeah, that came up later. Wow. But I think you know what I w- in desperation. I tried acupuncture, yeah. and I really found a person I really liked. Who she takes people if you when you feel the beginning of a migraine, she will call you, bring see you. She'll see you, and she's got a room without windows in it, and it's pitch black oh, dark. And she'll put to, oh. all these. And it was a really interesting thing. I was just at this point. I was like, I don't know if acupuncture works. I don't I, like needles, but I'm desperate. And yeah. she put four little tiny needles on the outside edge of my pinky. And a couple on top of my head. And did it- I was out like a light. And I, I woke up about 30 minutes later. I feel like I had a whole night's sleep. I still had a headache, but it wasn't as bad. It wasn't debilitating. No, it was enough that I could like get through the day. I could get I the bus seemed like a lot, but I got into a, a taxi yeah. and got home and then laid down, took a nap and I woke up and it was OK. I still had like my head was sore the next day, but I was. You know, Functioning. I was, yeah, I was okay. We ha- we have to take a break here in a second, but I want to talk with Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on WGN. You get migraines too?
2: Yes, ma'am. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I take Verisat and I have to put a, which knocks me out, but I have to put like blankets and stuff over the TV screen, any lights, Yeah. Mm-hmm. any, you know, no noise. It's just totally. silent. Yeah. It's yeah. like I can't. And then sometimes if they're really bad, I'll throw up with them.
1: You'll, yeah, me too.
2: And it's Dumb like, it. no thank you. Um, and the movement in a vehicle, that's another oh, thing, in that's thing. Oh,
1: that's yeah. yesterday. And also trying to drive. That is, oh, that's yeah, no. not good. Oh,
2: well, see, I can't see so I don't drive. Yeah, no, I but, can see. But, but, <laughs> but, yeah, the driving part could be good. But the motion, just the motion of back and forth, oh, going, no. you know, and it's like, Uh, we got to pull over.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so Eric, is is your migraine, um, do you know what brings them on for you? Is it food trigger or environment or barometer or anything? Mine,
2: mine is most likely it's either weather. Every time the weather changes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and you, and it's really bad because it's like, okay, the weather's changing. Mom goes, Oh, oh, here we go. Yep.
1: How (laughs) How long have you you had them?
2: I'm gonna say a couple of years. I just now been finally had a neurologist that finally diagnosed them.
0: Yeah, okay. And it was my
2: seizure doctor.
0: Oh, mm. interesting. Isn't that
2: interesting? I, you would have thought my regular doctor would have.
1: No, yeah. they. There's a very. There's a very few people that know. Um, a lot about migraines. Like it's it's sort of a mystery to a lot of doctors. There's neurologists now are really studying them, but for years your doctor know.
2: basically said, "Okay, this is what it is, and this is what I'm giving you."
0: Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And and you feel and like that's helping? To, that's helpful to you?
2: It helps. Um, you know, and if it gets really, because at one point it got so bad, I was going, "I will wake you up at night and go take me to the hospital."
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That ooh, that's the worst. You know now. Sometimes they're offering, like they they suggest Botox, yeah, for anyway. But Eric, thank you so much for the call. We got to get to break, unfortunately, but I appreciate the call, and I hope that you take care of that head. Take care of
1: your head. You too. All okay. right, take
0: care. Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's so interesting because it's so different for everybody, and every migraine is so different. Anyway, we got to get to break, get your news, all that good stuff. Back in just a bit here on seven twenty WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hey there, it's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth in for John Williams this morning. We sure are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. (laughs) That was awesome. Well, so we have been talking about all kinds of things, but I want to switch gears a little bit this morning because there is uh, a new book out that I'm so very, very interested in, and it's from our friends at the Poetry Foundation, which is a very – it's a great organization and a very cool building if you've never even – I've
1: never been there. It's
0: really close to here. It's right here in River North. It's this beautiful, modern building, but there's uh, – you just have to walk by it. It's okay. very beautiful, the, the poetry building. Anyway, there is a, a book called Who Reads Poetry 50 views from poetry magazine and really we think about poetry as being um sometimes a bit of a an insulated topic right agreed that that poets are into it and other poets are into it
1: and people really love really
0: the poetry but really what's different about this book is that it's about it's it's about poetry by the people who read it not just about poets that's fantastic so joining us to talk about that is the editor of poetry magazine don share hi don thanks so much for being with us today
3: Hi, great. It's great to talk to you guys.
0: So tell us about um, the origin of this book and how you came up with the idea of having readers of poetry talk about poetry rather than the poets themselves.
3: Well, uh, as you know, Poetry Magazine's been around right here in Chicago for 105 years. And so this is something we think about all the time. In a certain way, Poetry Magazine was invented over a century ago because there were so many people who read it and care about it. And I think there's a perception, you guys just sort of mentioned it a little bit, that, you know, poetry is hard or it's complicated or it's for other poets and and all that stuff. And, of course, at the magazine, what we know and our readers know is it isn't true. Poetry is for everybody. And this book is called Who Reads Poetry? But there's no question mark at the end of it because it isn't a question. Who reads poetry is the answer to a question. So the book tells you who reads poetry, And it's a feature we started in the magazine, which Fred Sasaki uh, has been running all this time from 2005 to the current day. And we just sort of talk to people and say, you know, who reads poetry? Do you read poetry? And it turns out the answer is everybody. But these pieces are from uh, soldiers, doctors, you know, people like uh, iron workers, economists, anthropologists. And also, you know, people that wouldn't surprise you, musicians and artists and philosophers. So really what we just keep going around doing is, you know, we meet people and say, hey, you know, are you a reader of poetry? And they'll tell us that they read poetry, but they probably don't tell their friends and neighbors. It's a very personal thing. So this feature was invented to give them a voice instead of have poets kind of talk about what they do and defend their own kind of practice.
0: Right. And so when you pose that question to people, does it take them a minute? Because I think sometimes poetry takes so many different forms that we don't think about. We think of poetry as being one thing, but in fact, it's really kind of everywhere.
3: Exactly. It's everywhere. I'll give you my, it's my favorite recent example, but over the summer I, I, uh, had to go to the doctor and I I had a a cardiologist who was looking me over and I was pretty nervous about that. But you know how doctors will always say, you know, so what do you do to try to like put you at ease and get a little conversation going? So so this cardiologist said to me, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I work at the Poetry Foundation and I edit Poetry Magazine. The guy said, I have a poet right here on my arm. It's a tattoo. You want to see it? (laughs) So... To be honest, people come right out with it. It's just I think it doesn't come up, you know, in in everyday conversation the way, you know, like sports does or movies or a good restaurant. But people care about it in exactly the same way. It's just more personal. So what I found is that people right away will tell you that they're interested in poetry. I've, I've had conversations like that with, you know, people who cut my hair and people that I'm sitting next to. On the l everywhere. it's 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 really kind of great.
0: We're talking with Don Cher, the editor of Poetry Magazine, about who reads poetry, fifty views from Poetry Magazine. And so, as you were gathering these stories, Don, what was really surprising to you, or what maybe challenged the challenged our, our the dominant thinking about poetry?
3: I think the thing that's very striking because all of the pieces and all the viewpoints are as individual and personal and heartfelt as each of us, you know, can be when we talk about things that mean a lot to us. I think what surprised me is is just how very deep rooted it is. You know, I was very struck by for instance the fact that one of our pieces was by Lieutenant General William James Lennox Jr and he was superintendent of uh, West Point, the United States Military Academy at West Point, and 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 he said a very interesting thing that I think about all the time when I hear the news, especially these days. And he said, like warfare, poetry can result from the collision between romance and reality. So to me, what what was sort of interesting was that people would say very deep and surprising stuff. You know, I always feel like. You know, on in my end of things, I know a lot about poetry, and I, I I sometimes feel like I've heard all the things people say about it and then people from different walks of life will say really, really cool and interesting uh, interesting things. For instance, one of the guys that we had do a, a piece is an economist, Stephen Ziliak, and he said, "You know, um, poetry is his first stop on the way to invention. He says that economics is the discovery of metaphors. You know, he says poetry is all about economy in the sense of efficiency. And he said, just think about haiku. It's got like a budget of three lines. I mean, I thought that was brilliant. You know, and he's looking for the invisible hand that guides how we spend money and what economics is. And he thinks of poetry when he does that. So everywhere we go, talking to all these different kinds of um, individuals who work in many different fields... Poetry sort of is a metaphor for them to think about what they do and how they think about the world. It also, of course, helps people think about their feelings. You know, so we talked to a few people who are um psychiatrists, and you know, of course, they'll say, as Kay Redfield Jameson did, who's a professor of psychiatry at the Johns Hopkins yes, School of Medicine. Great book. You know, she's yeah. And and so she says in our book, She just had a book about Robert Lowell, the poet who, Mm -hmm. you know, was very, you know, you know had a lot of mental illness Mm -hmm. um, issues in his life, and she said for us that even she herself, she says, I found a kind of solace in poetry that I cannot find elsewhere. Wow. So it affects so many people differently, but it's wonderful to hear.
1: I was going to say my first introduction to poetry, well, two things was hip hop music. Right. And so I would read the lyrics and I just thought, oh, this is poetry. And E.E. E. Cummings. So E.E. E. Cummings um, was taught to us. And the way, obviously, the way the the words are written on the page and the lack of capitalization really struck me as, oh, poetry doesn't have to look a certain way on the page. Um you know, because I was like, oh, everything, things have to rhyme when I was little. And, that, and then when I was introduced to two things, the hip hop lyrics and E.E. E. Cummings, I was like, oh, poetry can look a million different ways.
3: It, that, that's definitely true. You're absolutely right. And I think what's really exciting is that some of our, you know, most wonderful rap artists, especially here in Chicago, are people who are also poets. So I'm thinking of Jamila Woods and yeah. um, uh, Chance the Rapper and also um, RhymeFest, who's a Grammy and Academy Award winner, and he wrote a piece for our book, and he says basically my mother was a poem written by Gwendolyn Brooks. Oh, so I you're absolutely you. right. I mean, I mean, you know, poetry can be all kinds of things and has sounds. And, and, and sort of textures that are really as ingenious as the people who come up with them.
0: That's so true. I w- you know, I've talked about that on the show before, about about hip-hop, really this this underappreciated genre of poetry that is so unique and so beautiful. Um, so you have an event coming up. I want to make sure that we talk about that. It is the release party for this lovely book on the 29th, correct?
3: That's right. It's Wednesday, November 29th at 7 o'clock at the Poetry Foundation building that you so... Graciously described as beautiful, and we think so, too, and it's uh, free and open to the public. And um, if, if you come, it's, it's sort of a party, but we've also got a few of the people in the book. So Natalie Moore, a lot of Chicago listeners will know her work, Damn. and Gia Tolentino, who writes for The New Yorker, and Omar Khalif, who's a museum um, curator. But also we have um, John Corbett, who's going to DJ, and we're going to have re- you know music libations, and of course we'll be selling the book at a great discount for, for our
0: visitors. Wonderful. And the Poetry Foundation is at 61 West Superior. That event is Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can find out about it at poetryfoundation.org. Don Share, thanks so much for being with us today.
3: Thank you so much.
0: All right. We'll see you at the event. You bet. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye. Okay. We are going to take a little break. Back in just a bit, Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth here on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Hi there. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We're in for John Williams today coming up at 12. I'm going to stick around. Sadly, Jen is leaving us. I'm going to do the WinTrust business lunch. You're welcome to stay. I keep telling you. My favorite quote, my favorite thing to say today is, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. (laughs) That's kind of a you thing anyway. Yeah, you are. Hey, so uh, I cannot believe it's already. We're almost out of November's.
1: We are. And we're then then after December's 2018. We're
0: all, this year went. I, I it say really it, did. Every year I say this year went by so fast. But for real, this year. For real. I still feel like I'm settling into 2017. Well,
1: I still. Yeah, I still feel like it's June, for me.
0: Oh, I still feel like it's right after the inauguration. Well, all right. I still feel yeah. like we're just settling into the new in presidency because I've normal. been like following. Yeah. Um, however. I, I don't know about you. Yeah. I really enjoy New Year's Eve. Not because of the crowds. I don't like crowds. Not because of the drunken antics, because I don't like that. I really like the sense that people have of a fresh start. Agreed. That like anybody. I mean, you can do that every day. Any day can be a fresh start. But I really like the idea. So many people feel like this year I will do something different. I will do something better. And sure, most people drop off their New Year's resolutions. Sure. But, but there's hope. That's yeah. The thing. There's like a renewed sense of hope and know, for New Year's that I think is lovely. I've
1: already made my vision board.
0: Awesome. I make vision boards. Yeah, those
1: are cool. I love it. So a vision board is basically what you would like to ha- you would like to have happen, or you know if you're going to get real woo woo, what you'd like to manifest. Um, and uh, mine was all about abundance. Okay.
0: So financial abundance. So when you have health, lots of riches, can I hit you up for some cash?
1: Sure. But Great. you're going to be president of the United States of America. Says, Not that they make, says the one dude with the sign up. That's fine. <laughs> he knows. He's, he's manifesting that for he's you.
0: made a bit vision board for yeah, me. <laughs> for you.
1: That's kind of weird. But sure. If you yeah. wanted to do that, um, that's also gotta be honest, called a stalker, but that's okay. Ransom note. <laughs> um, but anyway, I do, I believe in starting over. I do too. And you can do it every day, but it's nice at the beginning of, of, or the end of a year to sort of reset.
0: Yeah. So do you have, do you have like rituals or anything that you do? Okay. So you do your vision board. I do
1: a vision board and then I'll light a candle and then I'll meditate a little bit. Uh, that's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not a big, you know, I don't drink and I don't, so I'm not
0: a big um, partier. So it's a nice way to have a self-care night. Yeah. I and like a good night in on New Year's. Like it's fun to maybe go to someone's house, but a small group, a house, little little house party, I don't, a small one. You could not pay me enough to go to some big crowded thing. I'm
1: trying to think of the last time I went to one of those. I have no. It's been years. Me too. Yeah, probably I have no fifteen idea. years. Yeah, and it's always like a you know a hundred dollars, and you
0: get a toast, and no. but it's crowded. I'm not a crowds person I don't either. Like crowds. I um I the thing I am a little. I'm not terribly superstitious, but the thing I am superstitious about is the condition of my house and life on New Year's Eve. I feel like it sets the tone for the year. So I will clean that house top to Uh bottom. I have started this week. It is. It starts right after Thanksgiving. Oh, because I am like, what day? You are really getting ready early. I mean, I, I get, I am up on the cabinets. I have cleaned the top of the cabinets off, very clean, nice. I pull all the dishes and all the crap out of the cabinets and out I, of the. Ca- you pull oh, the stuff out. Wash it down. Oh yeah, I clean everything. So you I are feel not like messing around. It is. I want double super fresh start. If I get a fresh start, I want. I want to do it. Wow, you're really for going real. for it. Yeah. And I do
1: think uh, a clean home and and living and sleeping environment is very important.
0: Yeah, I mean and, and you know, people who know me know that I'm like maybe a little nutty about cleaning. Oh, you are. I'm not a germaphobe. I'm not like OCD but, it, but I I just I everything I, has a place. Everything has to have a place. So if I'm out shopping and I need a thing, I'm like where does this go? Oh. Before I buy this, where does this go? Oh, you have a place already for it. And if I can't think of a place, I'm probably not going to buy it. Really? I don't need it.
1: Wow. I did not know this about you. Yeah.
0: I'm a little little tight. But then if you come to my house and it's messy, you know, like, ooh, she's been busy and not being an introvert. She's been like Ah. busy socializing.
1: What about papers and things? Do they have file systems? I don't
0: like them. I try to keep it to one drawer and I digitize everything.
1: Oh, what do you mean,
0: scan? Yeah. Wow. I have a little scanner app on my phone. Take a picture, bye. Goodbye, paper. Goodbye. Wow. Because like really, I mean, I I save all the years of tax returns and all the junk. But like, So every
1: bill is all online. Everything's online. All the bills are online. Yeah, I don't need that junk. Are you a direct withdrawer? What does that mean? So I pay my bills online, but I do it every month. They don't automatically get Oh, yeah, I have
0: the automatic thing. Oh, my gosh. I can't keep track. Well, but the problem is is or the opportunity there the challenge the challenge is like when you don't work regular hours like you and I do yeah. not we yeah. work really strange schedules oh, and we both and have a couple of different jobs to get stranger Yeah, so it's hard to remember stuff oh yeah you know what I mean because yeah. it's not like okay after work tonight I'm gonna go pay my electric bill I just have to be like what day is it yeah, that's true. I'm like, where am I? Especially this time of year when we work weird fill-in shifts. Yeah. You know, then it's kind of like, my my routine You're is You're right. Weird. I
1: should just have it. I should have it direct. Withdrawal. And they
0: email you before.
1: They take it out?
0: Yeah. They, they do? Yeah. Like oh. ComEd sends me a thing that says like, your bill is ready for viewing. And you click on it and you're like, I don't have that much. I need to go get that. Or right. That's what I, oh, okay. So they'll do that. They'll tell you before they just take it. And then you got like, you know, it's usually like a business day or two before. See, back in the day
1: when I did that, they did not warn you. And I had like $3 in my checking, <laughs> So it'd be like, your bill did not go through. Your bill did not. Go. And then I was like, okay. So I think the bottom line is to get my finances in order.
0: Sure. Back to your vision board. Back to
1: my abundance vision board yeah. getting things in order and actually i've gotten better at it okay this year actually and was... so
0: so like money and abundance is your big thing. money for 20...
1: abundance in all areas yeah. so health you know so just living living a healthier yeah. abundant lifestyle you've
0: already got the love part on lockdown
1: loves on lockdown yeah that guy's great yeah the, he's great it's more finance and you know they usually say romance and finance are the two uh big uh
0: Challenges. I think they're challenging lives. and I think they, they produce a lot of grief and, and angst yeah. when you don't have those parts sorted out. Yeah, a up. lot of anxiety yeah.
1: goes on. So, um, but mine is more um, financial abundance and physical health. Like, you know, I want to start running. I've been talking about that for a while. I I can do a little bit, but I would like to be able to increase my endurance. Okay. So that's sort of an abundance, like longer runs, more full runs. Sure. So I want to do that. What about you? Do you
0: have a... I don't do like resolutions per se. I'll just say this year I'm focusing on blank. Okay. You know? Okay. So kind of just two, two, maybe a third. I mean, there's a couple of projects that are like, they got to be finished this year, I've decided. Um, but, But kind of the less work related things. Um, I really want to up my yoga game. Okay. I I think I might pursue teacher training, not necessarily because I want to be a yoga teacher, but I just think it'll make my own yoga practice better. Sure. And more knowledgeable to have like the science behind it, you know, connected in that way. Um, So that's one. And then I would really... Um, I have traveled a lot in my life and you I've sure done a have. lot of things, but I have never been to Paris, and I really want to do that. Oh. And I think that I would like to give myself that for my birthday this year. So my birthday is in April. Okay. So um, if the boss is listening, I'd like to go ahead and ask for that time off. That'd be great. Great. Also, I do not have the money to go to Paris right now, so I'm just putting it out there that. Like, well, that could be hopefully. putting it out there for the <laughs> right. new year, right? Who knows? But you know what? Like, I, my trip to South Africa was because I had the opportunity to teach there that's for, right for a little bit so, you never
1: know what's going to come up and
0: that was you know they took care of the ticket and the hotel and everything. really oh
1: yeah they sent me there
0: to teach there I did
1: not know that yeah
0: so I got to go and that was so you never know what and kind of stuff you got to go stuff.
1: to the uh, evening shelf what what was it called on the mountain the shelf of dining room shelf. That one... Table Mountain.
0: There you go. <laughs> the evening <laughs> shelf. I was like, what the... Table Mountain. Table Mountain, which beautiful. is... Beautiful. The most beautiful thing I've yeah. ever beheld like with my own eyes. You're like above the clouds. Oh, you're way above the clouds. Like you're looking down, watching the clouds rolling. Because the weather in Cape Town is like San Francisco. Okay. So you're like watching the clouds from at least a Sears Tower above. I mean, you're way up there looking at them. It's very beautiful.
1: So you'd like to go to... But you'd like to go to Paris.
0: I would love to go to Paris. And I would like to like rent an apartment for the week or or, you know like an airbnb or something so i can have a very authentic experience and and i would just nothing would make me happier than to just like wander around and just like sit in a cafe doesn't i don't need to be fancy i I want to be quite simple actually i just want to like wander get lost in bookstores wander look at stuff eat a lot of delicious things
1: that sounds like the making of some kind of movie i know goof in paris (laughs) and like you just wander in paris yeah you meet
0: cool people right my french is marginal oh it is marginal i don't even yeah my french was really good when i was a kid and now i haven't used it in a minute do you have
1: french people in your family
0: our people are alsatian oh that's That's the french german border there
1: that's right
0: yeah so it was but it's a different it sounds like a different french it's it's a because it's mixed with German, okay. it's like Spanglish. Right, it's like that yeah. of French and German together. Right. So, like French speakers will say it sounds like French with a cold, and German people will say it sounds like German drunk. Oh, I don't this think it really sounds like, crazy. <laughs> it's <laughs> Crazy bit. talk. That's my people, the Alsatians. Yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna take a break. Amy Guth, Jen Bosworth and for John Williams. Back in just a bit here on seven twenty WGN. Ah. <laughs> 720 WGN. It's Amy Guth and Jen Bosworth. We were just talking about things we really want to do in the year ahead. And I mentioned that I really finally want to get my butt to Paris. Yeah, and then
1: our esteemed producer, Camille, had that nice song. Had that
0: beautiful song on. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, Guth. Yes, ma'am.
1: Here's the thing people like to partake in alcohol over the holidays.
0: People like to drink all the time, and people but like to, especially around the holidays,
1: and a, a, and a lot of hotels. People go to hotels and they drink and have a good time.
0: And the problem is, because they're like in vacation mode. They're in vacation they're in hotel. mode.
1: The problem is, I was reading an article in the Huffington Post, and um, here is the problem: housekeepers, and specifically women housekeepers and women in the hospitality, um, have the one of the highest rates of being harassed and assaulted. Does
0: that include like? Um, in all... Restaurants? It, yeah. Yes. I say that so makes all sense areas, right?
1: Yep. There's a bunch of It's money. hard. Yeah. I worked. I've worked You at and a, I have both been yeah. servers. Yeah. And it's it tough is tough. not... It is a whole... It can be really scary. And it's really... You know, a lot of people... For me, a lot of times it goes hand in hand with people um, drinking. Sure. Oh, you know, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. people start... So anyway, there's this, this proposal that would give housekeepers in and hotels, and, and men and women, yeah. panic buttons. That seems reasonable. Don't you think that seems reasonable?
0: Like the I've fallen and I can't get up thing.
1: Right. Because you're alone in a room that's locked.
0: Sure. And someone could be in there. And they could be drunk. And they could be drunk and they could be out of control. Although usually it's like housekeeping and right. they're like, go away, right. come back later. That's true. Mm. That's true. But they can let people in. Sure. If you're some not... kind of predator. So sure. here's the
1: thing. You think that's a good idea. Like, So these people would have uh, buttons that would immediately notify both the hotel front desk
0: at the very least and I- i'm uncomfortable this guest might be weird exactly i don't see the downside of that
1: well but uh, it's been uh, chicago has agreed to do it they're going to give All it a right. trial california has not agreed they voted down this ordinance what's their reasoning measure 124 um their reasoning is this they <laughs> they think that guests are going to complain about being harassed with false claims that they're that they're being bad to the housekeepers. Seriously, it says um, primarily over privacy. um, Hotel groups are suing to stop the measure 124 from going into effect, primarily over privacy concerns for guests accused of harassment. So basically what we're saying is our housekeepers and people, men and women in hospitality are not worth protecting
0: that's terrible well yeah we're saying the the potential for a false claim is is, is more, more important. important to protect than someone's actual because
1: it's money i mean i just i i, just, I
0: understand their point i do i understand the point
1: because i think the privacy meaning but
0: my thought right, right naming names
1: is that what that means
0: i just don't like here's the thing if you've got a button that and you press it and that makes your boss get notified that hey, I'm a little uncomfortable up here in this room on the 50th floor. At the very least, that just means maybe just be cool. Another person shows up and helps them finish off that room.
1: Exactly. You don't have to do it like, stop. It doesn't have to be a SWAT team. Right. It could
0: just prevent someone from being assaulted. The thing is, I think,
1: yeah, I think it's the least we can do to protect people that are are in professions that they come into intimate contact with other people and their belongings and things like that it's the least we can do so it, it just over the holidays I guess the for me the message is like people drink people do stuff protect yourself and it would be great if we could help other people protect themselves. and it's
0: like if you had a button and you press the alarm like okay things are getting weird up here in this room yeah and it's a false claim so what? So what? Right. No that means harm. Your coworker or so the like manager's going to come up. Right. going to come but in. Someone else will come up and check it out and if nothing's going on, nothing's going on. If you have nothing to hide, what's the problem? That's the that's the thing. And I think that people
1: are scared about, you know, these sort of uh, expensive hotel ga- people paying expensive prices that are sort of fancy, quote fancy people getting upset because
0: I I just I've had You don't get extra rights cuz you're fancier. Well, that's the thing. And I mean on paper, That's what they're saying. you don't get you don't get extra privileges because you have wealth. Right. But we all know that That's, people do all yeah. the time. People in yeah. power abuse that all the time. Exactly. So, so I just and I don't begrudge anyone their success or wealth. No. Like, have do your, what you need to have do. Your money just. When it's, when the power is abused, you have to be as accountable as the rest of us. Exactly. And I think that that's,
1: you know, I I just would like, I I know that people in the hospitality industry work super, super hard and it's a hard, you know, and I've been there and it's a hard work and it'd be great to have someone who has your back. Yeah. And
0: especially that setting where someone's like. Hotels. In a hotel room, the door is shut. It's, it's a small confined space usually and you can't get out. There's one way to get out. There's only one way to get out. Yeah. That's, that's a tricky, I think. I, I don't see the problem the with downside. I don't see the downside of having an option because you can't unring a bell nope you know what I mean like right. if if a housekeeper's in there and gets maybe sexually assaulted, you can't undo that undo that no.
1: You can't really. So it's better to have a false alarm than it is to
0: have an assault, Absolutely. which is what I'm thinking. Yeah. But this now, is
1: really interesting. The
0: rest of the hospitality world, that's just the culture shift that's needed. And you're right. Oh, it's usually, yeah. Like you and I have both waited tables oh. in our lives. And I remember, oh boy, I used to wait tables. I've waited tables many places. But about 15 or 16 years ago, I worked at a place near Wrigley Field. And after, and I'm, and I'm a Sox fan. But it's just where I was living. I was like, that's handy. They're looking for people. I need a job. Great. Exactly. So I was working. It was a lovely place. Like The management was great. But after a game... I mean, people are wasted. Yeah. People would come in to sober up. They wanted food to sober up. So they were so drunk. And I remember one time this, you know, we were out of something. It was a very oh. popular appetizer. And I was like, I'm sorry, sir. You know, I gave him the menus even. And I said, just so you know, we're out of whatever. Right. And he, I came back and he was like, I want an order of the very thing I told him we were out of. And I said, oh, sorry. You know, we're, we're out of that. The girlfriend with him said, yeah, she just said that. And he was mad at her, but he took it out of me. And he like grabbed my arm and pulled, like, you know, when you're like play uncle with yeah. a kid and he like pulled it behind my yeah. back and he was just like i said I, i'm like this is not okay you're angry yeah. over a shrimp appetizer dude yeah. like you're gonna cry yeah. you know luckily the manager came right over he's like dude you're out you're See, done i mean you're done here
1: it's like let's take care of each other is the bottom like yeah. let's let's take care of each other over this holiday season that's what i would say gen b says let's take care of each other well, that's all the time so
0: i mean if oh my gosh if Let's go back to this sure this housekeeping sure. hotel thing for a minute. At the very least, I hope that housekeepers in California at least don't have to enter a room by themselves.
1: No, I think they do. I don't See, think that's the thing going to change.
0: Either you give me a panic button or, or a buddy. A, a
1: buddy. No, no. Mostly they're alone. I mean, I think normally someone else is on the floor, you right? Know? And like you get you all the east rooms, I'll get be all able the west to hear ones. You if you're at least have a cell phone that you know, because a lot of places you can't have your cell phone at work. You have to lock up your cell yeah, phone. Sure. So anyway. I just thought that that was real scary and I didn't like it.
0: If radio doesn't work out for us and we become housekeepers, we're going to have a system.
1: We will. We'll be buddies and I'll be like, goof. I'll be, yeah, I'll call you. Well, you'll be the president of the United States, so I doubt, <laughs> and I'll be chief of security, so I doubt we'll be doing that. But we could. You never know. You never know where life Things can take change. You.
0: Indeed. Well, it has been a pleasure as always. Always. We're uh, back. We're back uh, soon. We're back in like a
1: week. A week. We're doing, uh, we're filling in for Patty
0: yeah late nights late nights we'll be back at uh we'll be back 11 p.m or so something like that yes indeed all right so we're gonna take a break get you the news all that good stuff back in just a bit here on 720 WGN